Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. For more than a century, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell you their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. Don Barclay was an undrafted free agent offensive lineman out of West Virginia, coming to the Packers in 2012. From those humble beginnings, he carved out a nice five-year career with the Packers, and he had the benefit of playing under one of the best offensive line coaches in the business, James Campen. My expectation was just to try and crack any squad, practice squad, you know, like the dream would be to make the 53-man roster. I just kind of put my head down and went to work. Um, it was crazy, like when I first got here, they, there was kind of a couple holes in the depth chart as far as the offensive line at guard and stuff. So I was just trying to perform as well as I could at guard. And then the last preseason game, Coach Camp and I, met, I still remember him coming up to me and saying like, hey, they're gonna put you right tackle. You gotta perform to try and make the team here. And, and I remember like being nervous as heck that that game, last preseason game, knew I had to perform to try and make this roster. And uh, you know, that was it. Yeah, and you play. It came to a pretty good team. A team that had won the Super Bowl two years previous. The previous year to you getting here, they went 15 and one. So that was a talented roster. Yeah, I mean that was. You knew that going in that this that team was for real, and there was a lot of high expectations, a lot of good players in the locker room. You know, there was definitely higher goals than any other team I've been a part of. You got here in 2012 as a rookie free agent. You were starting by 2013. Tell me about that. How did that all come about? I thought for me it actually worked out great as far as like kind of seeing the older guys lead the way. I think it was game nine or game ten my rookie year. Uh, I got a start and started the rest of that my rookie season. And it was great for me just to see how the older guys did it, how to prep each week, how to study film to be ready by week 10 whenever I did start. And then my second year having that under my belt, I felt, you know, obviously ready to go. Um, tell me about James Camp and what kind of a coach was he? Man, he, I still talk to him today sometimes. I mean, he was a leader, uh, another father for me. I mean, he was a great guy. He, uh, a, a great role model. He played the game obviously here and um, he was just good in the uh, meeting room as a coach and even off the field. A, a coach is a coach. Um, doesn't necessarily have to play the game but when a guy has played the game and gone through what you're going through, uh, how much does that impact your relationship with the coach and, and your ability to improve? Oh, it's huge. I mean, 
he saw things, especially playing the game, he saw things through his own eyes that he's experienced that he was able to, you know, pass that along to us. I mean, I know he only played center, but so he was extremely informative to, you know, the, the inside guys, but he did a good job of knowing how to relate to the, to the tackles. So when I was playing tackle out there, all the other guys as well, he was able to, you know, communicate different tidbits and different, um, you know, sneaky facts to us from his years of playing really helped us along the way. You played on a number of playoff teams, but um, and in 2014, which may have been the best team you played on, you were injured that year. The 2016 team, I want to ask you about that because many of us who've seen, seen him play all his games here think that that stretch of games where you guys started like four and six and you weren't a good football team. And Aaron Rodgers declares to the media, I think we're going to run the table. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) Tell me about that. As far as, first of all, the 2014 team was probably the most complete team I've ever been a part of, offensively, defensively, special teams. I mean, that was a really good team. I I don't think I've ever been on a closer unit of a team that year. Uh, The 16 team was a lot a lot of the same players, you know, we, we just had a little injury bug that year, I remember, um, and, you know, it kind of wore on us at the end, and that was a really close-knit team, especially when we hit that run after being four and six, and, you know, Aaron said relax, and everyone thought it was crazy, but then, you know, we went on a nice run. Just key key plays throughout that 2016 year, like I remember the, uh, the catch in Dallas, like that was crazy. Um, different plays at the end of the regular season, you know, to keep that winning streak going. I mean, it was, you know, both of them were special to be, to be a part of. Have you ever seen the quarterback that hot? I mean, it seemed like every week. That's why he's the best. I mean, he, he's uh, some of the throws, you know, people always ask, like, how's he doing or this and that. I mean, he's, he's gifted and, uh, you know, he, he's so competitive. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's the playoff game in Dallas that got you to the championship game um, in 2016. That was quite an atmosphere, wasn't it? I mean, Dallas, number one seed, it's divisional playoff round. Tell me a little bit about that and what went into it. Yeah, that was super loud. Um, I remember, you know, playing in there with that, you know, the new, well, that was a couple years old, the new Jumbotron and all that, but that was a great atmosphere, super loud. Um Wow, I mean that catch on the sideline that was that was amazing, and then Mason too. I mean it, it was you know something that you'll never forget, and that just kind of summed up that that winning streak that we put on at the end of that season. And um, you know it was unfortunate what happened in Atlanta, but like I said, you know we got a little banged up, and it is what it is. Unfortunately, Donnie suffered a knee injury in training camp and missed the 2014 campaign. That was one of the best teams the Packers would field in that era. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of new faces. Um, we had Peppers. I remember he was on the team then. He brought great leadership and, uh, you know, a big skill set, obviously. I think that Coach McCarthy always did a great job year to year, knowing the players, knowing our strengths and weaknesses. And he, he always had a theme each year to bring us together. The locker room changes year to year. You gotta find what's good for, you know, the fit for that 53. And he always did a good job, you know, finding that and bringing us together. I just remember that 2014 season. I mean, I never walked through the locker room without like there being so much like camaraderie, joy, guys, you know, playing a a dumb game, you know, around the locker room. No one wanting to leave kind of atmosphere. Everyone wanting to stick together and be at home. You go to Seattle, you're playing the defending champions, and you guys knock them around for 55 minutes or so, and then 
the most unbelievable ending to that game happened. Um, as a team, and you played the following year, how tough was it to come back from that? I mean, that's a, that's something that you live with, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean that's you still think about that. You know, every so often people ask you about it. Man, I don't think I've. I mean that we dominated. They dominated that game, the whole game basically, and uh, you know that was so tough to swallow. You know, there, that was a great rivalry. I'll be honest with you, especially when I was here. That Seattle team. Uh, you know, we went back and forth, and I remember the the game my rookie year too, when like the the refs held out, the controversy catch. You know, and um, the fail Mary. The fail Mary. Yeah, I mean, there was just a lot of history there between that team, those two teams during those that span of years and you know that 2014 game man I tell you what we were so red hot you just knew we were going to the Super Bowl and that, that was a shame I mean that was a great group of guys like I said probably the most complete team I've been a part of what's up I'm John Wall and I'm CJ Toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game we're now joined by three-time NBA six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Those teams of the 2010s had a lot of fun both on and off the field. Along with teammates David Bakhtiari and Clay Matthews, Donnie had a brief appearance in the movie Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah, that, that's it's funny because I literally just, I was back home and, you know, as the day goes by, people always like find out about that you're in the movie and they ask you about it. To sum it up, like it was a great experience. I don't know if it was exactly that fits me, the kind of guy I am. But um, at the time, it was funny. I mean, that 2013 season, that's when they played the regular Pitch Perfect movie. It was on HBO like every week, every night. And um, in that year, too, in 2013, we, we kind of hit a little – we had some bumps along the road, but we were having fun, and we did what we needed to do to reach the playoffs. And we'd, everyone would come in, and, and, like, I swear they watched Pitch Perfect the night before practice the next day. <laughs> And they'd come in singing the songs, and I still remember Dave Bakhtiari, he texted or tweeted at um, one of the producers and was like, hey, you know, you should put us in the next movie. And she was like, yeah, we'll do that. And we were like, oh, she, you know, she ain't going to accept that. So then off-season comes, and she hits Dave up on Twitter, and she's like, hey, let's do it. Get the line, get Clay. And it all worked out. We flew down to Baton Rouge, and it was a great experience. It's amazing how much goes into that. You know, just for being part of it for what, 15, 30 seconds? Shooting a scene. Yeah, it's, and we were there for four days from 10 a.m. to like one in the morning. And we were in for what? I mean, you blink your eye and we were, we were off the screen. <laughs> it's like, but it, it was fun. It's amazing what goes into that process of making a movie, isn't it? It's, it's nuts. So many takes. I mean, we, we had a fun time, though. We were ready to get back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's work. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Barclay also played briefly in Detroit and tried New Orleans and Denver in his career. But the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side, especially when it comes to Green Bay. You always heard this whenever you were here from players that left, and they always said, like, you won't realize how fortunate you were to play with the Packers as far as just like how they treat you uh you know whether it's the staff the coaches the strength staff the all the support staff meals and and you go somewhere else and you finally realize that and when I went to Detroit I mean no knock on Detroit but it wasn't Green Bay and um you know whether it was the facilities the um the meals this the logistics all that and they do do a heck of a job here as far as you know, investing in itself and making everything better as the years goes on, how they treat people first class here. Um, like I said, I went to Detroit. After that, I was in camp with the Saints and then the Broncos. Um, the Broncos kind of reminded me of here, um, you know, building things up, how they treated you. But um, by far, I mean, Green Bay was special. As far as, and not even just me, I'm talking like my family, I know um, they do a great job with the wives here, getting them together, you know, just getting them around. I know know, we're so busy, they try and get them and the kids, you know, just to keep their mind away and and together and like a family knit. I felt fortunate, I felt blessed to be here. You know, I never imagined that I would have played that long or or even make it. I mean, I was just just proud of myself and fortunate to get the opportunity and take advantage of it. you know, the coaches believe in me, whether it's Coach McCarthy or Coach Campin along the way. And then, you know, the same guys in the locker room, you know, trusting me, uh, Lyman, Aaron. You know, I just put my head down every day, knew I had to keep fighting every day and, and go to work and get better. Last question, what are you up to now and how has football impacted your career? I mean, I think it's made me, it, it makes all of us players who we are today as far as, you know, the grit and the adversity that you face over time, you know, how, how to deal with situations, you know, for off the field, you know, you face the situations you face on the field were by far more, you know, how to keep you disciplined and, and you know, handle that adversity. When you get off the field, it's the same situation, but you got to handle it the same way and you're already prepped for it. You know, I got three kids now, a family, we live back in Pittsburgh, really have taken since I've been done playing in 2019, I've been, uh, you know, just spending time with them, coaching all their teams. We moved back in the area where I'm from, so just kind of like building that up, looking at different jobs they get into now, uh, whether it's sales or management. But um, I think I'm ready for that now. I think, uh, you know, 
I've uh, enjoyed coaching the kids, which I'm not going to stop coaching them, but, you know, it was nice to kind of spend some time away from football, get away, give my, my mind a break, and move on to the next thing. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.